0: Hey, chiropractors, we're ready for another modern chiropractic marketing show with Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing strategies, content marketing, direct response marketing, and business development with some of the leading experts in the industry. Welcome to another weekly episode. In this one, I got an interview with our old friend, John Morrison. He's been on the show often, and this is one of those uh, kind of update shows where we need to bring you some updates in the world of marketing, uh, business, communications, things of that nature. And in this uh, episode, we're going to dive into uh, ADA compliance of your website. Um, yes, ADA is uh, American based. And I know our audience, we have a, a nationally based audience, uh, and also an internationally based audience. So i um, I still encourage you if you're outside of the United States to listen to this episode. Actually, John's from Canada himself. Uh, and there will be some things in your particular country um, that would relate to this and I think this will spur you on to uh, to you know check with your your state or um, national boards. And we're talking about ADA compliance of your website, just like if you, had to build out your office space there's ada compliance of many things and this is no different and it's becoming more of a reality it's been going you know it's been a reality for for some years but as john will talk to you about it um there's definitely been more of a focus on that so we're going to just dive into Some of the things you need to look out for you know it's not big and scary and not going to cost you tons and tons of money but there are some things you need to consider for your website to make it uh, ada compliant and and john is helping out uh, with that he's uh, revamped i shouldn't say revamped because didn't have to do a ton but he's made sure our chiropractic website uh, is ada compliant and uh, he's also in the process we're excited to um actually revamp our Chiropractic Success Academy website. Um, we have a website currently, you know, csacircle.com, uh, but we're going to actually make it a more robust uh, John Morrison-style website and show you all the things that are on there. But uh, the Chiropractic Success Academy is open. You can join anytime. It's It's month to month. You can pay yearly for a little discount. It's basically attaching um, kind of a coaching slash consulting to your business and you don't have necessarily one guide to coach you along you got many and you got tons of resources and we've got everything from business to marketing to mindset lessons we've got the csa digital dashboard which really becomes your hub and we're actually adding a couple new tools to it but you can develop your marketing plan on there you can track all your practice analytics you can track your scorecards for leading and trailing indicators uh, your editorial calendar, your new patient logs, and you can spit out exactly the percentages and how many you're getting new patients from, say, Google or Facebook or referrals, your network and all that. So there's a lot involved with the Chiropractic Success Academy. And just like you would attach a Cairo up to your practice clinically to make sure you're up to speed clinically and your patients are educated clinically, you could attach the CSA to your business to make sure that you're not left on an island and you're getting all the things you need to make sure that your business is prosperous. So check that out at csacircle.com and you will see over the next couple months, uh, our guest today, John Morrison is going to revamp our website. So uh, enough about that. Uh, Here is our ADA compliant episode with John Morrison. All right, welcome to the show, John. I appreciate your time today. we got another one of these little update shows. Always like having you on. You're one of our select few that we do frequent shows. And this information we're going to go over today is, as you'll hear, is the ADA compliance of your websites. And one of the A's is American. So if you're in a different country, I guess our only recommendation right now is to look into what the recommendations or laws are regarding your website and believe it or not, yes. And John's going to talk about it. Your website does need to have certain requirements to be ADA compliant. We're going to dive into that, right, John? That's right. Kevin, thanks for having me. And it's a privilege to be back. I always like the
1: uh, steak dinners that you send every time I get to be a guest. Hope uh, Darcy knows that and the other repeat guests, that I guess. <laughs> you're
0: going to get me in trouble.
1: <laughs> just kidding just kidding I do it because I love you and I love our people and it's uh, this is a big thing so it's been it's been probably one of the ones I've had to prepare for the most So I don't know what that's saying it'll be the most boring <laughs> the le- the no, most scripted. It's gonna be
0: useful It's gonna be useful
1: good awesome. Well yeah, I just want to say that, Kev, I'm not a lawyer and this is not legal advice. I'm a website developer for evidence-based chiropractors and the general clinic owners and this is a huge thing that I've been getting a lot you know people texting me and emailing. The company and even you, just you know, I know that you're curious about this too. So I thought we need to we need to get clear on this and and know what's you know the present realities, the history of the ADA compliance and what people need to how they can evaluate their own website whether it's compliant mm-hmm. and what should we do about it too. So we'll have lots of stuff to talk about today. So actually, I'm quite excited because this is this is new territory for so many people, right? Mm-hmm. They're busy running a clinic and running a business and taking care of their family and all. It's like, oh, really? I gotta think about. Uh, accessibility on my website too but it's just a reality of doing business today so
0: Uh, you know and I do remember hearing something about this it might have been a year or two uh, longer I, I don't know but the way I'd heard about it too was the fact that there are attorneys that are going out there and specifically looking for websites that are not following it and you know, like uh, drumming up business, essentially, unfortunately, mm-hmm. like attorneys tend to do. So, not to to scare anybody, there, uh, you know, but it's something that is a, a reality to to start looking at your website. So, let's. I know mm-hmm. you got five key things, and so let's start off with number one. Yeah, present
1: reality. I think this is probably heightened in COVID. You, uh, with if you think about, if somebody needs a little bit of business, I, I don't want to say all lawyers are are evil just most are no just kidding (laughs) if you're a lawyer listening to this but you know if you're if you're needing some business uh, and you're locked down and you like what's a great way to just find uh, some litigation opportunities it's uh it would be sitting on your on your couch looking for unaccessible websites right so the potential cost like the average legal fees to fight ada litigation from my research was about twenty five thousand and it 10k to settle. So I my brother just sent me this tweet the other day it said my sister's company just got taken got got served and it, our, her lawyer is recommending a 10k settlement without even anything. And, and is anyone is else for her, the
0: web, This is for the yep, webs for the so. website.
1: Yeah. And and literally so that's what that's what defendant lawyers are saying is yeah just just pay the 10k because it's not worth dragging this thing out. You're going to end up paying Both legal fees, if you lose $25,000. So it
0: makes you realize like, if if I, you know, if you're these attorneys out there, they're just looking at it for it's like, oh, boom, 10K, 10K, 10K. Like it just, it's like a cash register by just Mm -hmm. going to these websites, finding people to complain, and then go from there. Yeah. And, you know, as we're going to say, like, there is a soft side to this, like a social
1: responsibility that we're going to get to as well, that it's like, it's good to be, to be open and, and have, make it your, your whole practice as accessible as possible. There's there are a billion people, they say with, uh, with disabilities worldwide and uh, one in four in North America, from what I've heard, have some kind of disability. So that's opening yourself up to a decent market. So that's the present reality is that, that we are in a, you know, some States are worse than others too. I won't name which States, but people can guess probably pretty quickly, which states where most of the litigation is, but it's not, it's actually when it comes to website accessibility, your website has to be accessible to everyone. So it doesn't even matter which state it's in, interestingly enough, from my research that I've, that I found so.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, okay. So one is just the present reality. Yeah, present
1: reality is just be aware that you are susceptible to litigation if you have a business today, that especially if you're public facing. So if you're in a medical clinic, you know, you're facing um, the public, you are uh, at risk if you're like, it's a a reality, it's a thing. So uh, secondly is the history. And this was interesting because most of my American history comes from watching Hamilton. So I was able to fill it out a little bit. Uh, I don't know if this part made the cutting room floor, <laughs> like okay. I think it got cut, but the ADA actually dates back to America's fundamental foundations, right? The U S department of justice or DOJ was oh. founded in 1870. And then the ADA was part became part of it when they realized there was a mandate enforced in the courts to, to create public spaces, parking spaces, wheelchair ramps,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: where mirrors are placed. All that kind of stuff that when you think of an average building, you, you know, that it has to be accessible. That's all came from the ADA. But it was interesting that unlike the Food and Drug Administration, which is another government-run mandate to protect the, the public, the ADA is actually enforced not with this, this federal group, but in the courts. So they said, we'll make laws and the courts will have to enforce it rather than the FDA having a standard that you know everyone has to comply with. But the, it's actually enforced in the courts is how the laws are, are enforced. So that, I just found that really interesting that it's kind of like the, the onus was put on already cash-strapped the small business owners to make sure that they are compliant. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty great for a little while in the, the history. And that's why maybe some people say, well, that's not really a big issue because it is mostly about physical spaces yep. that uh, the accessibility laws are mostly concerned with. But in 2010 of September, it, they, it got really clear. The Department of Justice published an Americans with Disabilities Act Standards for Accessible Design. And that's when it became real. That the digital world also had to be to these accessibility standards. So, and, and, you know, if, if you do your own research, you'll find that there's a lot of gray, but that's where lawyers love to play in, right? It's mm-hmm. when it's black and white, that it's kind of very clear, but the gray is where it can be uh, up for interpretation. And that's where, that's why these, these, these litigation uh, or lawsuits end up going a long time and costing a lot is because there is a lot of gray area there. Yep. So that's why the third thing that you need to know is about the guidelines. Mm-hmm. Okay. So eventually someone came out and said, let's, let's come up with what's called WCAG. Uh, it's called web content accessibility guidelines. And then they laid out a, a tier of compliance. So I remember Kev, we were talking one time, you said compliance, it's like you're either pregnant or you're not pregnant, mm-hmm. but it's actually, there's three levels of compliance. There's a single a, double a, and triple a okay. single a, Obviously, just being the the entry level of compliance, AA is kind of where you want to be, and AAA would be kind of that that level that you know you have somehow have the Uber level of uh, com- accessibility. So uh, that's how it's it's structured according to this document. That it is an international document, okay? So it's not just an American thing, mm-hmm. but the WCAG is these guidelines.
0: Gotcha. So I don't know if you want to yeah, let's go through little- yeah, because I mean, because I, obviously, like I remember my first thought process was, and I'm sure my audience as well, is like, okay, how do you make a website compliant for someone that is blind or someone Mm -hmm. that can't navigate it for various reasons? Like, how how can you do it? Like, what Mm -hmm. can you do? And so I think working through some of those, again, this may not be all encompassing, but it's it's gonna help for sure. So roll through some of those.
1: Yeah, so the first thing that probably will be you know when most people think of website accessibility kevin i just love to hear it. the first thing you probably think of is what do you think of an accessible website being able to see it okay being able to see it good but the thing that most people see is the wheelchair i was hoping you were thinking for the little wheelchair or oh the guy i got that, you i got you, you know, like what yeah. kind of yeah yeah uh, you think of that little guy that little icon and uh and it's in the usually the bottom left corner sometimes the top left sometimes the top right or bottom right whatever it is they put it but it, you can click on that and then and all of a sudden it allows the the website to be go run through certain filters. It can make the fonts bigger. It can make, it can focus, it can reduce flash stuff like that. So that's, that's kind of when most people think of accessibility, that's where they would go, but that, that alone doesn't actually work, but it is, it's huge to get you far. Okay. So okay. according to that document, I was talking with the WCAG, there's just four things that we're going to talk about. And it, it's a, it's an acronym called POUR, P O U R. The first mm-hmm. one is perceivable. So that, like you said, you can see it. So one of the things that I found was interesting was you got to make sure that there's color contrast, right? So you don't want to have a white background and then a very light gray uh,
0: font. What about if it's all red and green? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. because a lot of males are colorblind, red, green, (laughs)
1: right at Christmas time, it's not going to work that well either Your (laughs) Christmas promotion could be in jeopardy of of putting in litigation. But yeah, being aware, like, so that's one of the things that that little widget will do if you install it, it'll, it'll help you with the color contrast. But if you don't have it, or even if you have it, you know, it's still good to be cognizant of this. So if you have a black background, put all white font. Or just we'll say a dark background, put a light font uh, on it so it's easy to see. Also, clear headings. So the way the site is structured. So I don't know. I don't want to geek out too much, but some people who have built out their site will know some things like H1 tags. That's kind of the the banner to describe what the page is all about, yeah. and then your title tags going forward. So it's like a chapter heading and subheading. Those mm-hmm. need to be clearly laid out what the content is. And again, you could see why this would be subjective, right? Because yeah. What's clear to one person might not be clear to the others. But that's the kind of stuff. If you are prepared and you've shown that you have taken these things into consideration, you'll be a lot more protected mm-hmm. and a lot further ahead than I'd say most people. I think the the research was that 97% of websites are un, are not compliant. Oh. And, and I mean that's why that's why there's so much opportunity for people to pursue litigation right now, right? But yeah. if you are, if you've taken some of these steps then you are way further ahead you are not one of the easy targets let's just say and that's what people that do this to hurt others you know or to 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 enforce the law maybe whatever they're doing but uh, that's what they're going to do is they're going to go after the easy targets so perceivable things are easy to see high contrast clear headings clear structure to the website and then operable so one of the things that some is is important with accessibility is that you can navigate your website without a keyboard sorry with a keyboard without a mouse so some people just can't operate. A mouse, and they need to use the keyboard. So that's one of the things that you just got to make sure that you can do that. Talk to your web developer. Say, is this a thing? Can we do it with ours? Or you know, I think most websites these days, like a Squarespace or our template, our platform has that. A website should always give readers enough time to read through the content. Okay, so how many people have the old, the old-fashioned slide slideshows on their site, and the stuffs just go? You have all this text embedded in a, a JPEG. So that's another thing that's not a good no no is to have images with text inside of it because they can't be read, right? It, it, and it flies by. I mean, I'm I'm a pretty fast reader. I listen to my podcasts on two times. I'm a fast talker, if you can't couldn't tell already. But I can read pretty fast. And some people's slideshows are just flying. Like when I was doing all those MCM website audits, I couldn't, I was w- trying to watch people's, uh banners and they're just flying by me. Okay. So that would be a big no-no is that it's hard to operate and know what it what those mm-hmm. banners are saying. Understandable. So I this was so interesting, and you'll appreciate this as a story brand fan. Mm-hmm. But uh, according to the WCAG, you need to limit jargon and abbreviations. Okay, so things that people don't necessarily understand. Uh, so and we've been talking about this for what four years now, right? Like yeah,
0: being clear, keep, keep
1: your syllable count low, make the language simple, grade six level. But that's one of the things that the WCAG will look for, or at least advises to make a website compliant. is not too much jargon, not too many abbreviations.
0: All right, Docs, here is a new opportunity for you from Darcy Sullivan of Propel. She is our SEO specialist in helping out many chiropractors uh, with their search engine optimization and making sure Google is finding you and getting you new patients. It's amazing how many new patients chiropractors can get and are getting when they do uh, the SEO, right? And a few other things. And Darcy is offering a free SEO workshop just for chiropractors. And you can sign up for that at bit.ly bit.ly slash propel MCM. That is bit.ly bit.ly propel MCM modern chiropractic marketing, right? And so check out that link. And we're going to have you go over five SEO secrets to owning the first page of Google uh, without buying ads, and Darcy's going to give that free workshop one hour to really help grow your practice and start churning new patients from the ever-mighty Google, which is still king in the online marketing. So check that out at bit.ly/propelmcm for the one-hour free workshop.
1: Uh, the fourth one: so uh, perceivable, operable, understandable, and then robust, which means it's easy to read. It can go with a text assistant widget, so you have that. And then this is an interesting thing too: is that uh, your images have alt text in them. So what the reason why we do this is because if if you are blind or you're having trouble seeing, then uh, the software that you probably use as your assistant is you will tell you what the pictures say, but the the assistant doesn't know, right? Yeah. But if you have an alt text like this is a picture of a guy running or this is a picture of a, a uh, woman in her twenties being active in the gym or something yeah. like that. Right. Mm-hmm. If you have the alt text in there, then the, the assistant can read it. And I think that's, that's an important thing that uh, maybe some, some websites already have that because as we'll say in a second, it's actually good for your SEO. Right? It so is, good-
0: Yeah. Cause that's, that's interesting. Cause I've obviously heard that talked about a lot and having the alt tags on your images from an SEO perspective, but I didn't realize there was the, the function functionality of it for, Someone that, because just to make sure audience is clear, if someone is obviously completely blind and they, and they can't visually see the website at all, they tend to have their own type of software that will, that will verbalize audio, obviously the the website. And so that particular software would catch the alt tags on the image and tell them, you know, young female running, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. Right. Yeah, exactly. Great. Yeah,
1: so you just want to make it as easy as, as possible for, <clears throat> yep. for that software to be able to do its job and, and to help people. Perfect. All right, so so far we looked at the the present reality, the, the history, the guidelines, and now we'll look at our responsibility as business owners. Yep. Uh, the first thing, as we've touched on, is, is our social responsibility. I just think it's the right thing to do, right? Like, mm-hmm. you would never be labor. The fact that if someone uh, was in a wheelchair, you would never want to keep them from your, yeah. your office, right? From coming, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you had like, you know, a child who had yeah. disabilities or a spouse or a friend or a grandparent, mm-hmm. if you were sending them to a chiropractic office across the country, you'd hope that that guy or a gal that was leading that office would have made um, provisions for them, right? So yeah. just as the same, right? It's just that it's the right thing to do to make a website that's accessible, just like we would mm-hmm. do with our, with our offices. Okay. Right. So, and I don't think many people, that's not too controversial, but
0: no, you, know, you, you just, you know, I had a, an experience a couple of years ago that was cool. It was interesting, you know, it's like, cause I built out my office and there was a lot of things we had to do for ADA compliance. Sometimes you don't even think about it. Like one was, we had this front desk built out and we had to have one, at least one section that was low enough that someone in a wheelchair could easily be able to write on and stuff like that. And so we had to have it retrofitted and built out. And we, and we did that. And then, you know, the bathroom, we have a bathroom that's in our, in our suite that is used by patients. And the sink is really low. The toilet is lower than normal. Like you, it wouldn't, you wouldn't build your residential bathroom like ours is, and it's actually pretty wide. But I had this one patient who, you know, we we passed all the all the things, and, and our bathroom was completely ADA compliant. But I had this particular patient who's a double amputee that's in a wheelchair and things like that. And one of the things he noticed when he used the bathroom, he's like, "Oh, your bathroom is really great," and I'm sure it passed. Obviously, he's like, "But you don't have handrails, right?"
1: And right. I kind
0: of, cause like for the toilet, like to get off a toilet, obviously for him, it was a challenge and the handrails definitely help. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went and got it done. Like, you know, it cost me like $500 to have it all done, but that week I got it done. And it was just like a learning lesson for me mm-hmm. to, to get that feedback and, and obviously make it to where, every, you know, and so I'm just telling the story too, because I think it's a good sidebar for our audience that have certain buildouts of their facility is like, look at any of these points where there could be an issue in your physical space, which is no different obviously than in your website space. And, And it's now since 2010, part of the ADA compliance. So look at it just like you would having the, an elevator. If you're on the second floor, you need mm-hmm. an elevator, right? So yeah. Uh, yeah, things like that.
1: Yeah. And it would be so easy just to dismiss it as all oh, this is the digital thing. And there's not a mm-hmm. clear mandate, but you know, if you ask the question, are things going more digital or less digital, Yeah, you know, where are they progressing? It's only going to get more important. And so to be ahead of this, is going to put yourself light years ahead of other people in your area and, and that's going to protect you from the second one so the second reason like that thing that's your responsibility is it protects you and your colleagues from litigation right and i think you know nobody wants to get hit with a ten thousand dollar fine or a twenty five thousand dollar bunch of legal legal fees yep. it wouldn't be good for you wouldn't be good for your family your stress level i mean who's not stressed enough already and and what if you have to cut um an associate or something like that right so it really does protect you from litigation and i think and so that's your responsibility as a business owner to to get ahead of this and and protect your people
0: perfect Hey, Doc, are you moving office spaces, or you're a startup with your own new space, or you're like me where you need renovations because it's starting to look a little worn after about 10 years like ours is? Um, Crossfield's Chiropractic Office Design is here to elevate you wherever you're at, and they're going to help maximize your space and flow. They're going to really help attract and retain patients, and this is going to have a great ROI on your investment when you increase that patient experience, so check out Chiropractic office designs by Crossfields, and we have a special link for modern chiropractic marketing listeners, and that is www.chiropracticofficedesign.com slash kevin www.chiropracticofficedesign.com/kevin-christie. and with that, you're going to have discounts, we're going to have direct links to a me- mega bundle of free resources, and you can check them out, and you can get 15 of our most popular floor plans, five-phase checklists for a startup office, five-point designer checklist to evaluate your current office image. And there's 30% off on all online products when you go to www.chiropracticofficedesign.com slash Kevin-Christy. Thirdly, uh, your responsibility,
1: uh, like the third point I, I have it here is uh, you reach more people, right? And so who wouldn't want 25%, you know, to reach 25% more? of the market because you better believe somebody with disabilities is very much aware when trying to find a chiropractor or you know a PT that's that they're looking for when they need help they're going to be looking for this kind of stuff like do they care about people like me which is really what, which is what all of your ideal patients are doing the same. That's why we focus so much on the messaging and the images and stuff. So it's just really the extension of your patient-centered care Mm -hmm. is to kind of show that you can do patient-centric marketing and including those who have disabilities and and thinking about them. And you never know other people, like one of the things that I'll just throw this in that I realize that we should do is whenever we have a, whenever we launch an accessible website, we're going to put a blog in there saying, Hey, this is a value of ours that we accept people. Uh, no matter what they're struggling with. And, and it's part of our inclusion and our commitment mm-hmm. to diversity, right? And this is something that we value. And so we've invested in this and we're just celebrating it. So if you have a disability or if you have whatever it is that you're mm-hmm. struggling with, we want you to know that you are welcome here and just highlighting that. So maybe it's a little bit of back padding, but it's also just a chance to talk about your values of the kind of patients that you want to help, the kind of people that you, that you believe you can make a difference in their life and just use yeah. it as a chance to celebrate what you do as a, as part of your messaging. So yeah, it looks like a tiny little icon in the bottom, but really you could throw a big party that this is the kind of thing that you, these are the kind of people that you like to help. So, Mm -hmm. and then we talked about this part of our, our responsibility is that it's great for your, your search engine optimization. You know, if you're the guys at Google, you're watching this too. Like those guys are light years ahead of us in so many things, right? I, I, I would imagine, even though the Google algorithm is, you know, a mystery shrouded in an enigma, (laughs) Right. I don't really know everything about the Google algorithm, but I could bet that those guys sitting around there are saying if 25% of the population has a disability, then we're going to want to promote the websites that have some of these things like an accessibility statement, like the Google algorithm can read that accessibility statement. It knows if there's a widget on there. Now, maybe, maybe I'm reading into it too much, but I would bet that that's the kind of experience that Google wants. Those are the kind of websites, Mm -hmm. the kind of people that it seems are trustworthy, the kind of people that Google wants to point people to. Mm -hmm. But you know, if if we talk to our friend Darcy about this, she's going to tell us that things like I've been talking about, like adding alt tags to images and page Mm -hmm. titles and making sure your H1 is clear about what it's what the page is talking about with the keywords in place, you better believe that that's a great way to organize and structure a website uh, for your SEO purposes. But it's just like it transfers so well into accessibility. So I just like I jumped up and started cheering when i read that and i was Mm -hmm. thinking about like yeah that is a great reason to do to make an accessibility accessible website it's going to help you in your search and who doesn't want to be ranked a little higher not many people that i know would would you know if they can make the change like that would would do that so so that's uh those are the four things that that i got so far and lastly kev my my guess is that a lot of people are, are thinking this just seems overwhelming to me. Like, I don't know what an H1 tag is. I don't know what an alt text is. I don't, you know, I don't know how to, I don't even know how to build a website at all. So I would just say, if this is out of your comfort zone, you at least need to know this. Okay. So yeah. this is why, like, you know, if if it feels like we're talking too fast, or talking above your head, just rewind everything and start again. It'll be mm-hmm. good for Kevin's algorithm too, right? You'll, your analytics will go up too. But listen to this again. And just and just kind of make sure you understand the concepts, right? You need to understand the concepts. It's just mm-hmm. a it's just a part of doing business these days is understanding accessibility and being aware, especially when it comes to your digital presence. But then I would say lean on the people who do understand these words, so that someone who does know how to where to place an H1 tag, or mm-hmm. someone how to knows how to do a, a page title or uh, alt text on an image, or how to Im- put in an accessibility widget on a website. Just lean into the people. That that do know that are in your corner that you know, maybe they're managing your website for you, or at least maybe that that nephew who's who knows that stuff. Or hey, if you're a clinic sites client or want to be one, talk to our team. This is something that we've really been focusing on in the last bit. So there's help available and people that understand this stuff. So you just have to be able to guide them because here's the thing: like, I bet you might surprise your website designer will never admit this, but you'll probably surprise them by saying, "I I need to make sure my website's ADA compliant, because like I said it's not on most people's radar, but if you're a clinic, you're a public facing business that will be looked at first for this. Right. Mm So, Mm -hmm. so there's that, there's the help. That's the people that, that understand the websites and, you know, technology better than you lean on them for, for this to make sure that you're, that you're covered. And, and then secondly, this, this is one of the things that I love too, is, is there's help available from, from the federal government, from this certainly in the States, in Canada and other countries, I, I can't necessarily speak for them. There's grants that are become available. I know in, in British Columbia, where I'm, where I call home, there's a provincial grant that you can get, but I w- just looking at this, there's a, up to, if you're a, if you make either less than a million bucks a year, or if you have less than 30 employees, so that's, those are the mm-hmm. two criteria, either less than a million or less than 30 employees. You're actually eligible for a ten thousand dollar tax credit and it's an actual annual thing so kev even the year that you did all that renovations to make your uh, mm-hmm. clinic more accessible you're actually available the next year the, to to get another uh, ten thousand dollars yeah
0: it's like even uh, i'm not sure just again sidebar uh some of the chiropractic tables that elevate and stuff mm-hmm. so some of the tables we have are ada compliant and there's a tax credit on that as well so uh, a little That's food great. for thought for our audience So here's the thing that I, I mean, everyone's going to have to talk to their own accountant
1: because, you know, we are, we're like, I'm pulling a Joe Rogan here. I'm just a guy having a conversation, (laughs) right? But we are just guys having a conversation, trying our best to help. But at the end of the day, you got to talk to your lawyer and your accountant Mm -hmm. on this too. But, but I think this is what the accountant is going to say based on what I've been learning in this is that if you are building a website for the very first time. You might not be able you might not be eligible for the for the credit. Just it's gotcha. like if you were building a brand new building, Kevin, you'd be expected by the government and the law to have wheelchair ramps. And you know, if you're building two floors, you're expected to have an elevator. You're not gonna get, you're not eligible for that. But if you're renovating, Your existing place to make it more accessible then you are eligible for that so if you have an existing website and you say i need to turf this thing because i don't know i want to build a new website that's more accessible it's actually going to be a lot uh, easier for you to to be you know to know for certain that you're that you're covered by that but your accountant is going to know that better but someone just starting that doesn't have a website is going to have a lot more harder time um, proving that they're eligible for that credit so I don't know if that helps at all but there yeah, are Yeah, you know, i think
0: it's definitely a conversation for the accountant to figure out <laughs> totally
1: but don't don't leave money on the table is what i'm saying is if you want to invest in a website and get it built from the ground up with all the proper structures in place to make it accessible then you know then then talk to your talk to your accountant because there's a huge opportunity to get like 50 percent of your website paid for in, in tax credit which is wonderful right who
0: wouldn't want that so yeah. perfect Good. And I'll put it in the show notes. And then do you have a, a link or anything like that, where they have more information on this?
1: Yeah, I have some stuff, yeah. just, you know, some of the links that I've been getting my information so they can, they can send their fact checkers on it. Uh, also yeah. the, the stuff from the IRS about the tax credit is great. Yeah. Um, just a plug for, for clinic sites. This was a cool story is I, my, my brother is the brains behind our platform that we, that we built. And I just kind of came to him a little while ago and said like, Matt, what are we, what are we doing about this compliance thing? And he goes, you know, at the base of our of our platform, we've made it compliant. I guess when he was mm-hmm. studying in uh, a tech school uh, several years ago, the, one of the first textbooks I gave him was accessibility online. Mm-hmm. And so he built he had the platform built together with his partner, and they built it with accessibility. So if you okay. are a clinic sites or you know formerly Get Clear client, then you you can know that your your website was built with the fundamentals of at least that single A compliancy. Now you can get you know, get an upgrade. For the widget and the accessibility statement and the blog, we can do all that. But but it's cool to know that uh, at its heart, it, like at the core of our of our platform is ADA compliance. And and that to me is just like, oh, what a great story! I really really need to get on Kevin's podcast to share that. <laughs> good, <laughs> tell good. somebody
0: because my wife wasn't interested. That's for sure. No, she didn't care. I'm sure. <laughs> no, she didn't care. Cool, man. Well, I re- really appreciate your time. How can they reach out to you if they want to chat with you about this?
1: Yeah, my you can reach out to me either through the group, the MCM group. I'm always yeah. always love having conversations there. They can reach me through my email, j o n at clinicsites.co. or uh, you know, is find it CO me at Mark, or CA? CO, CO This one c o one's c o, okay. uh, or you can find me at Parker, where I'm going to be in uh, by, after this uh, is aired. I'm sure, but I'm really looking forward to hanging out with my friends at the at Parker in Vegas coming up. Yeah, it's my first I wish event. I,
0: could, I Wish I could be there.
1: Well, you'll have other cool things going on at the time. So,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm excited for sure. But all right, cool, John. I really appreciate your time today and we'll be chatting again soon.
1: Thanks, Kevin. It's uh, It's a privilege to be here.
0: Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show.